Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. My word. Here's a little tip for people out there. Actually, no, not for the people out there. Here's a little tip for HMRC, which if you don't know is the UK government's, I don't know, authority. Fix your website, man. (laughs) Sorry I'm delayed today by 35 minutes. That is just embarrassing. But yeah, I had to pay my taxes today. I thought, I'll get it done. I had loads of time. I started trying to do this at 20 past 12, an hour ago. And it took me one hour and five minutes to log in to pay my taxes. As you can imagine, I can't just not pay my taxes because this happens. You go to jail, Simon, and you're like, I, oh, I tried my best. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Hello and welcome to Simon's Pro Wrestling Show. The second one of the week. I appreciate you being here. I appreciate your love. I appreciate your time. I appreciate everyone that joined the Patreon this week. A salute to you, patreon.com forward slash Simon316. A link in the description below if you are live on YouTube. I'm going to start shouting people out, you know. Nick, from this point on... I'll make sure I shout everybody out too. I'm going to start saying names because it's only fair because without you, I wouldn't be able to do this. Uh, please do subscribe as well. What are we on now? No one cares about this but me. 98.6, 1,400 to go. We're closing down. Um, yeah, so please do subscribe. I'd appreciate that. Simon316, Instagram and Twitter. Uh, shout out to pinsandknuckles.com who support Simon as Pro Wrestling Show. What else do we do? Ah, oh, the super chat. If you want to call me a bald asshole, you want to tell me I'm wrong, you want to make a statement, you want to do anything, I promise anything you put in the super chat, I will read out because if you support me, I will support you. But we will dip into the other comments as well. And we'll start with Lee or Solid 5. I have got your email, my friend. Don't worry, I'll get back to you. Uh, do you think Riddle Lesnar is going to happen? And what do you think of Charlotte facing Ripley for the title? Also, did you get my email? Just making sure. Yes, my friend. Uh, I'm just sorting everything else out at the moment. Uh, well, that's the perfect segue to why I, we are going to talk about AEW Dynamite. But I'm so fascinated by this Brock Lesnar, Matt Riddle situation. And nothing too major happened on AEW. I thought, screw it. I just want to talk about it for a while. And I have a little bit of a platform. So let's do it. Make sure you check out What Culture Wrestling as well. Go subscribe to them. You'll recognize my face from there. They got some good details on it too. So it seems like it's confirmed. You never know with wrestling because a lot of people talk. But I mean, there's even a video out there with Matt Riddle talking about it. So, you know, work or shoot, whatever. I don't think Brock Lesnar would do this for a work because it wasn't, it wasn't, a, it, it wasn't a story that blew up backstage. It was just something that somebody heard. And, you know, what, what's the thing they always say on the Conrad Thompson podcasts? Tell a friend, telegram, tell a wrestler or something like that. I don't know. Basically, wrestlers talk. And it certainly sounds like, if you keep an eye on Matt Riddle on social media, he calls out Brock Lesnar a lot and basically insinuates that he wants to retire him at WrestleMania. That's his goal. A worthy goal to have. If you want to get yourself over and put yourself on the map, that's a good way to do it. But the the twist is that Brock Lesnar, who doesn't seem to have any social media presence, does know about this, went up to Matt Riddle, you know, put his hand on his shoulder and just said, hey man, you may as well stop tagging me in all this social media because you and me ain't ever going to happen ever. He then walked off. Matt Riddle tried to stop him because he's Matt Riddle. Brock was like, nope, not interested. And that was it. Also, you know, the rumor is it ties into why Matt Riddle was only in the Rumble for around about 10 seconds. Again, we don't know if that's true. But then a WWE affiliated channel puts on a video, puts out a video with Matt Riddle saying, well, I don't care what Brock Lesnar said. (laughs) This is amazing. I don't care what Brock Lesnar said. It's not up to him 
And I'm still going to make that match happen. So this is even the, the most elaborate work by WWE. And if it is, round of applause, because I'm loving every second of it. Or Matt Riddle's nuts. <laughs> I, just, I just think it's absolutely crazy. I, t- I don't know how it ends. It's kind of fruitless if there is no plan to do it. Although sometimes, you know, out of these situations is where, where you do get the match. But yes, that's what's happened. That is what is going on. So do I think Riddle Lesnar's going to happen? I don't know. I don't want Matt Riddle to retire Brock Lesnar. Well, maybe I would, you know. I mean, it would put Matt Riddle on the map. I have no idea how it's going to go. I think you can get an idea that Matt Riddle is the kind of guy that isn't going to play the WWE game. You know, there is a political uh, structure there. And that's not exclusive to WWE. That's exclusive to life. doesn't even make any sense as a grammatical sentence. But... To get ahead, it certainly does seem like you need to toe the lines, the wrong word. You know what I'm talking about. And I'm not sure if he's that kind of a guy. Like I was lucky enough to interview him at What Culture when he was doing a WCPW show. You can check it out now. He, he was saying at the time, if I ever signed to WWE and I like a story, I just won't do it. I'll go tell them what stories I want to do. And he wasn't being a goof. He genuinely meant it. You could see it in his face. Really good guy to chat to. I got on with him really well. But... I just love the idea that in this bubble that is WWE, where everything is quite protective and secretive as and when they can make it, obviously everything gets out, that Matt Riddle would just be like, had a confrontation with Brock Lesnar. He also did a selfie that he put on Twitter going, basically being sarcastic, saying, hey man, everything went really well at the Royal Rumble, because it did not. Had a clash with Brock Lesnar and then got, well, he was in the Rumble for what, a minute? And then Baron Corbin, of all people, chucked him out. I find it amazing. I find it amazing. I don't know where this ends. He's obviously had the same kind of thing with Goldberg, which I did think at the time was a work. I thought, oh, they'll do Goldberg and Matt Riddle. They may still do it at WrestleMania. That may be a plan. But I have the idea, it was probably Goldberg that told Brock Lesnar, to be honest, but I now have this idea that I don't think any of this is a WWE person saying to Matt Riddle, go and do all of this. I just think he does it, and I just don't think he gives two craps. Which is why, again, more rumors and speculation. Apparently, down in the, the performance center, they were told from now on, stop tagging main roster talents in tweets unless you're told otherwise. So Matt Riddle's made his mark, and he's changed us around. But yeah, certainly let me know what you think about this. I, I don't know why I enjoy it so much. I think it's because when I got back into wrestling, we all have that break. And when I got back into it, I just loved all this backstage nonsense. It just cracked me up that you could, you know, all the stories you're having in front of the camera were okay to a point. But behind the scenes, a thousand times more interesting. And my man also asked about Charlotte facing Rhea Ripley. All I'm going to say is this. I got a lot of, not a lot, I got a little bit of flack when I, when I said I was fine with Charlotte Flair winning the Rumble, which you're allowed to do. If I say something, you're allowed to react accordingly. But my big point was is that I think we should give WWE the benefit of the doubt and see what direction they're going to head in. If we are going to get Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley, the Royal Rumble winner, choosing the NXT champion, then Charlotte Flair doing that is a great idea. It's a brilliant idea. So WWE doing it is a great idea. It's a brilliant idea. Because whether you like it or not, Charlotte is considered a star. She's one of WWE's you know, top players. And if she then chooses the NXT belt to go after, all that does is benefit NXT. If Rhea Ripley beats Charlotte, it benefits NXT. If Charlotte beats Rhea Ripley and starts parading around with the NXT championship, it benefits NXT. I don't have any problem with it. And even if she doesn't do that, I wouldn't have a problem with it. I don't know if it's going to happen. I think WWE should give it a whirl because it's something different. Uh, I wouldn't move Charlotte to NXT permanently, but I think you could do a three to four month thing down there. And if you're still trying to war with AEW, which I presume you are, why the hell not? So 
yeah, that's how, uh, that's how I see it. Let me just get the proper chat up so I make sure I see everybody's messages. I know how you work, YouTube. My man, Nimb Nimby Dag Dagda, good name. Uh, to cover some of this HMRC pain, I love it. I never expected a super chat about that. Also, um, I am now hold <laughs> to cover my pain. Oh, I see. Thank you, man. I thought you were going to say you struggled with it too. Website's terrible. I'm not even going to go into it. Uh, I'm now more convinced that Brit was drunk for her promo last week because she was good last night. Well, as you'll see on Ups and Downs for What Culture for Dynamite goes live soon. Again, make sure you go subscribe and check them out. I liked what she did last week. I I'm not saying it was the best delivery I've ever heard, but I liked her laid back, airy, I don't give a shib nature. And I thought she doubled down on that. I really like this Britt Baker Hill turn. I can't help it. I'm not saying that I'm right. I'm just saying when I watch it, I'm entertained. You know, some of the lines, you know, don't call me Brit. I'm Dr. Baker. Tony Schiavone, you smell so bad. You got gum disease. JR, maybe you should go and learn the wrestlers' names. It's working. And that jab at the end about the Cleveland Browns, I, I was all right with it. I, I think maybe they heard her do something or she had an idea. It's like Isaac Yamkin, but not shit. And that's all I really need from wrestling, I realize, is come up with dumb gimmicks, but make them not shit and make them funny or entertaining or serious or, you know, move them in any direction that you want. I like the new Dr. Britt Baker, which is not the point. I'm meant to hate her, but, you know, you know what I'm saying. So, yes, I think that she is shifting in the right direction. And the only problem, you'll see this on ups and downs, the only problem I still have with the women's division, and it's not a big deal, but I feel like you have to... Uh, dial it up to 11 on stuff like this otherwise how do we even have a conversation i'm just a little bit bored of the random matches right like nyla rose versus big swole i like nyla rose and big swole but why are they having a match other than the fact that nyla rose is the number one contender we have stories and structure all over AEW, and yet we don't have that with the women which is another reason i'm excited about Britt baker i think if we can start getting a bit of momentum with this it will benefit that massively and i understand it's a work in progress but i can't you know, people keep saying, oh, Miller, you're giving it a down and it's a new show. Yes, but I can't just go, it's ups all around because it's a new show. You have to remember that there needs to be a, an entertaining factor to that format. Otherwise, what the hell are we doing? Same here. I could easily, I'd love to come on here and go, everything's amazing, but then we'd be done in five minutes. And I like to go for about 45. Uh, my man T-Dog in Super Chat loved the hold my beer moment with Hangman Page. Hangman Page, I've decided, close second to Cody. Is the best thing going in AEW. It's a slow heel turn. He's not done anything to make you outwardly go, you dick, but he's just teasing it. He has all these cool little things behind the scenes, like his lower thirds, the hold my beer. He's, find his, he's found his place. A lot of people were down on him when he was the number one contender for Chris Jericho for the title. They come so far since then. If they execute the turn well, he will become one of their major players. He'll find himself. He'll grow. Probably could have a run with that belt at some point you got to give them all the kudos in the world. They've done fantastic. They really, really have. I'm proud of them. So yeah, I agree with you. Uh, thanks to my man, X Azul, in the super chat. It just threw some money in there. I appreciate it, dude. Without it, I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing right now. Uh, and same to my man, Rufus France, who just gave me a fist bump. I didn't even know you could do animated super chants. Thanks, Rufus. Bam. Right back at you. I like that. Little bird. He's working out. Uh, works for me. Uh, and hey, we'll, we'll talk about AW here. Uh, Dynamite... <laughs> The thing with AEW is it's a really easy to watch wrestling show, and that's a compliment. It only goes on for two hours, which always helps, but the stories are really satisfying. John Moxie versus Chris Jericho is a feud that any wrestling fan can get involved in, even if you just like WWE, because you can pretend it's WWE, should you so wish. Uh, John Moxie has become Solid Snake now, plus Sting, Pirate Sting, so I'm all good with this. And it's just a match that I want to see. You don't have to over-egg it. Like, all they really did here was verbally spar and then get him to a big brawl because John Moxley is crazy. 
fine. That was, the, that was the closing angle as well. Inner Circle win a six-man tag. Great Judas effect, by the way. I say this on ups and downs. Jerick, I thought that was a crap move when he debuted it. I was like, that doesn't look very good. He hit it so well on Dynamite. I was like, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. You can hit it out of nowhere. It kind of doubles up to the Code Breaker 2, which is another move you can hit out of nowhere. Absolutely fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. I, I, I'm happy to say I don't know what I'm talking about. And yeah, outside of that, just like, you know, the Cody stuff. Awesome. When he hit uh, Kip Sabian with three crossroads. Like, there it is. There's the fire. There's the, there's the, the, the war I want to see. Had a little bit of a problem with the Butcher, the Blade, and the Bunny stuff. Just because they've been brought in as mercenaries, right? The way I describe it on ups and downs, little spoiler, is that they are they're, they're hitmen, like Agent 47. And the reason we like Agent 47 is because he gets a job done. And he looks a bit like me. <laughs> He's just bald. The Butcher, the Bunny, and the Blade have come in confused everyone lost the match gone away cool backstage skit very well shot come in to do a job and failed so they were never much of a threat and i think you have to be a threat at some point i feel like maybe they should have had some squash matches or just taken on some random people you know just to have uh who the hell beat them i can't even remember who beat them now oh kenny omega and hangman page wasn't it no, it was the Young Bucks. What am I talking about? Of course, it was the whole story. Yeah, to have the Young Bucks just beat them. I don't think the Young Bucks should have lost, but I just feel like there was no danger. And I feel that like it has to be danger if I've seen a segment of someone being paid off to smash somebody up. So that was a little bit of a, of a shame. But it's not a big deal. It's not a massive deal at all. But yeah, I absolutely, you know, I liked all the MJF stuff. He's trying to get back at Cody's crew. Cody showed real fire. Hilarious, that Cody Rhodes Kip Sabian match. Like, imagine I had, uh, I had told you. That, that was not really a comedy match, but it was going to be full of gaga. You'd be like, why? But the bit with the shoe, Arn Anderson attacking the ref, Joey Janela pops up, three crossroads. It was, I tell you, I got a real good kick out of it. SCU versus Private Party was fine. I mean, it was just there. I saw some people criticizing. I thought it was a WWE match. It's not even a bad thing to say, but no. But it was just fine. It was a tag team match. It was there to set up the Dark Order spot at the end. The exultant one has to be Matt Hardy. If it's not Matt Hardy, the exultant one, that's Woken Matt Hardy. That's his dumb verbiage that he uses. So I hope we do go that way. I think it'd be a real shame if it's anybody else now. And the pack promo, I never usually give ups or downs for segments like that because they're a dime a dozen, and I don't like the counters getting too crazy. But the music, the atmosphere, the aura, his delivery, the weirdness that he was on some stairs outside in his pants. Oh, I loved it. I really loved, I got, I really got me excited about him beating up Kenny Omega. So like, yeah, you get him, Pack, you Geordie bastard. More like that. It was the same. The, the good thing about the Butcher, the Blade, and the Bunny stuff with MJF is that the, the production and the presentation of their backstage skits, well, I say that, when they were backstage with Hangman Page and the Young Bucks, it like I filmed it in my basement. But look, that's a work in progress as well. But yeah, they're, they're sort of high-end production videos, really good and different. I know other companies do them, but on this kind of a scale... You do mentally compare it to WC, WCW. Well, it's true. WWE. Yeah, two thumbs up. Two thumbs up for me. I just it was it was just so easy. Uh, Geeked out nation in the super chat says people forget how green AEW's women's division is. Yes, I completely agree that. But you have to have an opinion on it, right? If you've got an opinionated show, it's just the way of the world. I wouldn't say it's great. I would say that it's necessary. And although the uh, AEW women's division is green, the people booking it aren't green. And I know that because I've seen the rest of Dynamite. I don't understand why we can't have more concurrent storylines just playing out. I know they tried with the Nightmare Collective and they failed to a certain extent, but it doesn't mean you don't try again. I just want more of that. I think they've got a talented roster. Like, where did Chris Statlander go? She just vanished. She went back to her home planet. My man, Brandon Carvalho, says, what is a town on the heart? What is your biggest hot take in wrestling? 
What's the one thing I say that pisses everybody off? Well, it's not really a hot take, but it's the one that I know I got the most <laughs> uh, grief for. I totally think that you should stop a match if a wrestler gets injured properly. I think the coolest thing about WWE uh, wrestling, sorry, is that it's not real. I hate that word. Is that it's predetermined and it's being controlled by like a magical person in the sky. So, you know, you can't do that in sports sometimes, but you can in sports entertainment. So we should always do it. I like the fact they took Samoa Joe out of the match on Monday. I know that he's not going to like it and I wouldn't like it either. But I want, don't want people to be hurt in the ring. I get no joy out of it just because it may ruin my entertainment levels a bit or it may take away from the end of the match when people's feelings and whatnot are, are uh, you know, it's, it's just more important. It just is. It just is. It's just true. Um, Dan Lemley in the Super Chat says, I want to see what they do with Taz. I know he was backstage. Yeah, I don't know what they're going to do with Taz. I think he's going to tie into the new show that will air once their new deal, once their new deal kicks off. So I presume, I, I don't know when the, 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 the TNT show goes to T, the second one, AW Dark, basically. But I imagine he would be a concurrent current commentating on that. You don't need to have a guest commentator all the time, so... Hopefully, hopefully we see him there. Uh, but no, I really like Taz. I rewatched Taz's debut from Royal Rumble 2000 the other day because I listened to a podcast about it. What an amazing debut that is. It's crazy to think he didn't really get the push you would have. Uh, I know he's gone on record and said he felt like his reaction was of detriment to him. Even so, man, that reaction is awesome. That's like edge levels reactions. People go crazy when they know it's him. So, uh, yeah, that was, uh, that, that was really cool. But we'll see. I think that was everything to do with Dynamite. I will check my notes, as I always do. Uh, <laughs> All my notes now are just HMRC notes. <laughs> do you know what? I may have, I have I've wiped over it because, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I was trying to figure stuff out. I think we've talked about everything. If there's anything else you want to talk about, just let me know in the comments. Uh, but I don't think that was the... Uh, uh, that was the case. But no, really, really good show. It's been a great week for wrestling. I don't care what anybody says. I thought the Royal Rumble was awesome. None of it is perfect, by the way. I did a tweet saying I thought the WWE smashed it. And you get so many people going, smashed it. They had one good angle. That's smashing it for me. I don't expect to enjoy 100% of the content. So I thought Royal Rumble was great. I thought Raw was great. I thought Dynamite was great. Great build to Revolution. It's still a month away. But we are, you know, we're taking things slow and we're taking things nicely, which I'm all about. You know, I, I keep Edge off TV until then as well to make sure you build up to that Royal Rumble. I want to see what they're going to do with Drew McIntyre. Apparently, Alistair Black has huge plans. Alistair Black was going to win the Royal Rumble and face Brock Lesnar at one point. That's what Paul Heyman was trying to figure out. Do I push Drew or do I push Alistair Black? I think they chose the right person. I think you've got more time with Alistair Black because Drew simply has been in the WWE scene longer. So if you're going to do it, do it now. But yeah, like I'm all pumped for this. I'm all excited. I want to see. I want to see where it all ends up because what you really want to do. I know we build and we peak at WrestleMania, but you want to, you know, you want to, you want to find a way to keep that momentum going on the other side. And that's sometimes what WWE struggles with. Like May, June, July, they're kind of low periods in wrestling, or certainly when people tap out. But if you can find cool storylines to keep that going, then why the hell not? And hopefully they're planning for that now. I mean, the best company in the world to do that is New Japan. They know what they're going to be doing in 2021. And when you know what you're going to be doing in 2021, you can have so much more fun because you've got an end goal. It's like anything. If you know where you are and where you're going to be, just figure in the blanks. Every You have to have that in mind. And I think WWE, I think they're going back to that. I think AEW's been trying to do that since the beginning. And now they've found their momentum. So... 
you know, these are the kind of stuff I want to see. I haven't seen NXT yet. Uh, I won't spoil it. I have read the I have read the results. Sounded like a good show, as I as I always assumed it would be. And we'll all get excited about the ratings. Everyone was so about about the raw rating. I'll do the super chats first, and we'll talk about that. Uh, Jack Cockran in the super chat says, Simon, if you could be eliminated from the Rumble by any wrestler alive today, who would it be? Brock Lesnar. I would have been a 10-second man. Imagine I'd come out, right? Imagine I'd come out of the Royal Rumble 2020. First of all, how many people were there? 42,000? 41,995 people would have been gone. Who the flip is that? <laughs> Who's this bald guy? Like Cesaro? And then I would, be, you know, my, I would have got in there and just got chucked out. It would have been awesome. That would have been great. What a thing to say you were able to do. I had a debut at the Royal Rumble and Brock Lesnar chucked me out. Plus, you get to see how hard Brock Lesnar hits. Kind of intrigued. Kind of intrigued to see. Because everyone says it's like being in a war with Brock Lesnar. Like you can't just walk away. Which is why when I, you know, Edge did come back, and well, Brock was already out that time. But when the rumors were going on, I was like, well, Edge can't win the Rumble. He can't, if he's going to fight Brock Lesnar. That's not the fight you give to a man with a bad neck. <laughs> it's just not. Uh, my man T-Dog says, Beth selling Randy's attack was mint. I haven't said, I haven't seen that. Um, is that Beth Phoenix? Oh, of course it's Beth Phoenix. I don't know. Is that on Twitter? I don't know what it is. Oh, I'll keep an eye out for it. Um, I knew I shouldn't have answered the super chats first because now, oh, the raw ratings. Thank you, Brain. I thought I'd forgotten. Yeah, everyone was mad at the raw ratings. I really get it. Really irks me on a very pedantic and babyish and immature level when people get mad at the raw rating because it doesn't matter. Like, is it a shame? I guess if you want to use that word, that only did a two point four and at the last hour dropped a bit. Yeah, I guess because it was a great angle. The more people that could see it, the better. But if WWE keep putting on angles like that, then in six months' time, that rating is going to be bigger because people will know you got to watch till the end of the show. But I don't. Everyone goes, ah. Oh, you know, Royal Rumble was great, but look, it didn't make a difference. Worst go, uh, worst post Royal Rumble, Raw in ages. Wrestling's not popular. Murmur. Just run it into the ground. Like you take all this goodwill that you had and all this positivity that you enjoyed, and you get mad based on some random figure that didn't affect your enjoyment at all. I don't get it. Like I, I don't care what Raw does from a fan point of view. From a nerd point of view, I do. From a nerd point of view, I like, I love it. I love seeing what goes up, what goes down, what segments do well, who likes who. That's great, but I'm a geek, I'm a nerd. From a fan point of view, it could do a one, and that's me watching. As long as I get something out of it. I always go back to Drake Maverick pissing his pants last year or whenever it was. So I remember one guy on the internet got absolutely ruined because he said he liked that. And I remember I sent him a tweet just going, dude, if you enjoyed it, you win. Everybody else is lost. You're allowed to like things that other people think are crap. It's a perfectly normal way to live. And yeah, the raw rating to me almost becomes a like a mirrored reflection of whether or not we were allowed to enjoy the show. It did a 2.4. It's very average for raw today. Edge didn't have a big nostalgia pop yet. But you also have to remember that people do consume. I'm not saying that the TV ratings are the number one thing by a mile. They really are probably more important than they were 10 years ago. But people are still catching up on that stuff on YouTube. They knew he was back. Just look at the numbers on there. So I imagine, I know loads of mates, I'm going to watch Raw, but they'll definitely tune in to see what Edge did. And they can do that within 10 minutes without even turning their television on. So you can't say there was no nostalgia pop for it. I'm sure there was. Uh, Geeked Out Nature in a super chat says, Brody Lee is from my hometown, excited about the rumors. Yes, there are rumors that Brody Lee, who is Luke Harper from WWE, is debuting, I think, February 2nd? Not that at all. Soon on AEW, maybe next week, because it's going to be in his hometown, maybe two weeks. It's a great way to do it. You know, hold off until you know you're going to get the biggest pop. I've said time and time again that I think um, he's one of the most underrated people in all of wrestling. I don't think he's ever been given his due. So hopefully AEW will do that. 
Um, and I, I don't know what kind of character you give him. I don't know what kind of role you put him in. I hope he's nowhere near the Dark Order. A few people said that, but that's just because you're used to him being in the Wyatt family. He should be a singles guy. He should be a cavalier, a renegade, like, you know, a vigilante. That's what he's good at. And I think we saw snippets of that when he had the feud with Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt before he was taken out of said feud, and they just did one-on-one at WrestleMania. And don't forget, he was so popular then, people wanted him to be put in the match, and in hindsight, we should have done. Remember the sperm when Randy was coming out and the overhead projector with bugs? All bad. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to, to, to Luke Harper, Brody Lee debuting in AEW. That's one of the signings that some people say, oh, they signed too many people, but I want to see what he can do. He, he's like late 30s, coming into his 40s. He deserves a proper chance on an American stage. And I know he did in WWE, you know, part of the Wyatt family. It was a huge deal, and he was on television week in, week out. But as a singles guy, usually when you do as well as he did, when you get your singles opportunity, you get pushed to the moon, and he never got that. So I'm hoping we... Um, Yes, I'm, I'm hoping that finally AEW is it. Uh, my man Lewis Cardona in Super Chat says, Hey Simon, I know I'm late. You're never late, my friend, but I'm always supporting you. Love, you're awesome. Good luck in your wrestling and projects. Keith is great and has a long reign. Thank you very much, friend. I appreciate it. Uh, I think you mean Keith Lee, I'm going to presume. Keith Lee is awesome. And I know Keith Lee is awesome because a bunch of non-wrestling fans, or not their wrestling fans, laps fans, who watch the Royal Rumble all ask me about Keith Lee. Keith Lee, you know, what do you think about Keith Lee? Tell me about Keith Lee. And they went to YouTube, Keith Lee. It's a massive reason to get behind somebody. You know, Keith Lee, and I remember I met Keith Lee at a WCPW show. May have already been defined at that point. I wasn't wrestling, I was training. And I did an interview with him before the show. Again, you can check it out. And I'd never seen one of his matches. Shame on me, totally. And I went to watch it and straight away I was like, well, no wonder this guy gets booked. He's fantastic. Flying around the place, you know, just his, his general demeanor. Super nice guy as well. So look at me name dropping like an asshole. But yeah, I, Keith Lee... I think he's one of those guys that just, especially the way Brock sold it, the, the shoulder tackle, the reactions. To me, briefly, Bruce Lee, Keith Lee needs a massive match at WrestleMania. I don't know what that would be. He's probably just going to win the Andre the Giant Battle Memorial, whatever it's called now. But I, I hope that WWE sees what they have. And the rumor is, is that Vince McMahon is very high on him. So there's a, there's a reason to be excited. Um, what did you think of the Raw Rumble 2020? There's a whole podcast, my friend. Go back to the last two, uh, not the one before last stream. Man, we've done three this week, I've just realized. Man, we're smashing it. Uh, but it, to sum it up in a nutshell, yeah, I, I enjoyed it massively. Talking about um, uh, sort of stuff coming out of the Rumble, Ronda Rousey was on whatever the hell Corey Graves is, Beyond the Bell, Behind the Bell, I'm a Bell, whatever it's called. And she made two very interesting statements is that, you know, at WrestleMania, she would like to fight Charlotte. I think she said WrestleMania, or in general, she would like to fight either Charlotte Flair or Rhea Ripley. So there's that. If Ronda Rousey's going to come back, you can't deny she's not a draw. The numbers and the statistics are there to back it up. So that will be really interesting as well. I'm intrigued to see what she does if she does come back. I'd like to see her back. I always liked Ronda. Everyone turned on her at the end of 2018. I never really understood why. She didn't do anything but nature of the beast in wrestling, right? You die a hero, live yourself uh, long, live long enough to see yourself become the villain. But yeah, I would... Uh, I think, you know, they're money matches. I don't know how that works into Charlotte winning the Royal Rumble. I think you should do Charlotte versus Rhea Ripley, or that would be my choice, because I think it goes to show that you don't need to get too mad <laughs> when initially something goes the way you don't want it to go, especially if Rhea Ripley won. Then Charlotte winning the Royal Rumble would be the best because Rhea Ripley's star has been absolutely, you know, secured for ages. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I wouldn't mind seeing Ronda. The question is, where does she go? Because I want to see Becky Lynch versus Shayna. I think you get Bailey versus Sasha. Then you get Charlotte versus Ronda, uh, Rhea Ripley. So maybe if Ronda does say she's coming back, that does take Rhea out of this situation. I don't know. I don't know. 
I don't know. It's interesting, though. And if you actually think about the WrestleMania card right now, so it would be Drew McIntyre versus Brock, The Fiend versus Daniel Bryan, let's say Sasha Bailey, Charlotte Rhea, uh, Edge versus Randy Orton. It's a good card, man. That's five matches. Five, I think it's five. That's good matches. And you'll probably get some kind of multi-man for the IC. You'll probably get a big deal with the US Championship because they seem to be behind that. And Andrade. There's a lot to be excited about WrestleMania 36. Plus, it has a pirate theme. And pirates are the best. Hence why John Moxley was great this week. Uh, Braun Strowman is a permanent mid-carder now in the chat. I don't know what the... I mean, Braun Strowman will win the IC title either at WrestleMania or before. And so he will have his first title, which will be good. The issue is the IC title is like a ghost at the moment. And he's also beating Shinsuke Nakamura, who I think I could beat. I mean, that group of Sami Zayn, Cesaro and Nakamura, as much as I love him, easy. (laughs) Easy to run down. So... I don't know what you do with Braun. I think a reset. I got a video going up on What Culture soon about sort of resetting characters and using the fiend to do that. And I think Braun Strowman is one that probably would benefit. I'm not saying you have to put him in a massive feud with Bray Wyatt. Obviously, they're on um, on the same brand, aren't they? But I think if you can have some kind of encounter where you could turn the clock back and sort of get Braun Strowman back to being the crazy, terrifying monster. As opposed, I don't mind all the comedy stuff he does. It's up to him and what the booking committee wants to do. But I think we had something when he was turning over ambulances that we never really capitalized on because we were so focused on Roman Reigns at the time, right? That was the, that was the issue. I remember the Elimination Chamber. Roman took out everybody. Uh, sorry, Braun took out everybody apart from Roman, who then took out Braun because we wanted to try and keep both of them strong. That really was a time where we should have gone all in with Braun. Like People loved him. So if you could turn the clock back a little bit, I think that would help. But, you know, maybe it's too late. I don't know. He seems pretty happy, so it doesn't matter. Splitty Booms in the Super Chat says, How do you think Drew will do between now and Mania as far as maintaining his connection with the fans? Also, kudos for the Agent 47 reference. Well, you should watch ups and downs. I make a lot of them. That's not true. I make one. Uh, look, that's the big question. This is the other reaction that we got. I think we talked about this. Uh, some people going, Drew's not ready. Drew's not ready. Well, it's up to WWE to make him ready. And look, having him kill Gallows and Anderson is not a bad way to start it. So he needs to be booked well. He needs to come across strong. You know, Stone Cold, Steve Austin, The Rock, John Cena, tap into all these playbooks, Hulk Hogan, whichever one you think works. But make sure he feels like Drew McIntyre. You know, he's got to have his own personality. And that's all you can really do. All you can do is try. I always say this. I don't mind WWE trying something new. I really don't. Especially with someone like Drew McIntyre, who I've respected and liked for ages. But if it doesn't work, we shouldn't then crap on them. We should go, okay, well, you know, it's like life. I don't want to get too much into the craziness, uh, you know, the um, uh, life coaching stuff, motivational speaking. But what is, if you have a notepad, right, and you've got 10 things on it that you want to do, If you can cross six of those off, that's as powerful as doing the other four because it means that you don't have to worry about those other six anymore because you know deep down it's not for you. That's gold, man. That's how you get through every single day and how you get through life and don't have any regrets. And it's the same here. We've got to try with Drew McIntyre. I think he'll connect. I think he'll smash it. I think he'll be the first British-born uh, world heavyweight champion, and WWE champion, whatever you want to say. And I'm incredibly pumped for that. I think it will be an incredible moment, especially for someone like me that's over here and a wrestler. But... You know, I, I think there will be a backlash if it doesn't feel like the biggest main event ever. But I, I think he'll do all right. I think he knows what he's doing. I think he's already, you know, the last few weeks, he's been allowed to show a lot more personality. The whole 3 two, one with the Claymore kick, I think, is working well. So I'm confident. I really, really am. Uh, Bradley, Fastuka in the Super Chat says, anyone that is upset about Ripley Charlotte, oh, it vanished. 
Anyone that is upset about Ripley Charlotte has rocks in their head will absolutely tear the house down. This mania is shaping up to be absolute fire. Dude, I agree with you. And I think the reason anyone is knocking it is simply because they didn't like the fact Charlotte won the Rumble because they presumed they were getting Becky versus Charlotte, which you still may get. And you're allowed to moan about it to your heart's content. But if you get Rhea Ripley, which not only puts over her, but the NXT brand too, which they love because that's usually the way, then they can't moan about it anymore. So I think that's where it comes from. I tell you, WWE right now has built my faith back up. I'm happy for them to make decisions that on the surface I don't necessarily get and then see where they're going to go. The fact that Alistair Black was being considered for the WrestleMania main event spot, that's all I needed to know. That's all I needed to know. I need, I need my man Rusev to get out of this Bobby Lashley thing, but hey, it does numbers, so I guess I guess it's not the end of the world. Uh, this always happens every time I say it. No, Seamus is not British. He is Irish. Look into your United Kingdom history borderline offensive to irish people <laughs> he is irish he's not anyway we don't need to talk about that you can bring finn balor into it same thing um <laughs> uh, what i was something else i'm going to talk about and now i've forgotten i get my notes up and then i remember simple as that which i closed down because i'm a moron uh that's new former wwe oh it's the luke harper story they called him former intercontinental champion the mvp thing i wanted to talk about apparently his Rey mysterio match was done to um hang on my phone's gone crazy calm down phone uh what are you doing go stop making noises you son of a <laughs> there we go sorry about that um yeah apparently mvp match on rape with Rey mysterio on wwe was his last match it sounds like he's uh gearing up for retirement and he just wanted one more match with his homeboy his words not mine if I had known that, I certainly wouldn't have given it a day. I thought he'd come back for at least sort of a month or two, which is why I thought it was weird that he lost. If I'd known it was one and done, that changes my opinion. But I guess that's, you know, that's one of the, uh, the downfalls with the format. Uh, so, you know, fair play to MVP. It was nice to see him again. Shame we couldn't get his inflatable tunnel. But that's just something I, I wanted to mention. Like, uh, I always liked MVP. I never, I know there was some, he never, I never really felt like he got his, his, a proper push or a proper due. I know at one point he was. But I don't know I always expected bigger things and he wanted to go to New Japan. So he did. That was that, you know, and he, and he kind of went and, and that was the end of it. I think that's all the news. I'm double checking now. If there's anything you guys want to talk about, you can put it in the chat or the super chat. Again, please do subscribe if you're watching right now and you haven't done it. I would massively appreciate it. But no, yeah, I think that's pretty much pretty much it. Obviously, the, after the Royal Rumble, a lot of it, a lot of the, the sort of the, the specialty comes. It's always going to be hard to try and top Edge coming back and then having that absolutely fire angle with Randy Orton, uh, which was which was just great. And people have added to it by, you know, coming up with all these things they thought they saw or they or, or, or they couldn't see. But yeah, I, um, I'm really, I just, I don't, I, I understand the criticism. What if Edge comes back next week? I don't think he's going to. The rumor is, and again, it's rumors. The rumor is he's got a three-year contract. He's only up for three matches a year and he's got to make 24 appearances. He doesn't need to be on next week's Raw. It's January the 30th. Keep him off for two, three weeks minimum. And the whole time, sell the fact he may have a bad neck again. It's clearly the idea we were given. If we weren't, I'd be like, that's a bit tasteless. But Edge is clearly fine with it. If Edge is fine with it, I'm fine with it. Because it's Edge's neck. I have an idea, brilliant name, in the super chat says, should they make Seth be the US champ and somehow make AOP the tag champs? What do you think of the Fiend versus Taker retirement match? Yes, my original idea would have been... Um, I would have rather have AOP to won the tag belt, Seth to have won the Universal, Universal, to won the US Championship, and then you get Buddy Murphy some belt as well, the 24-7 title, I don't know. 
So it's a shame that um, it's a shame that we didn't do that. But they certainly should make inroads to do it. I think when you have a group in your company and they have loads of belts, it just makes them feel a bit more threatening, a bit more credible. And I think that they could benefit that. They need a name. I've been calling them Seth Rollins's Rollers, which is not the best. But yes, I would like them to do that. In terms of the Fiend versus Taker retirement match, the problem with that is, A, we've seen it before. I know it's different, but we have seen it before. I don't think The Undertaker's going to lose his retirement match. He may, like Leonard Jushin Thunder Liger did, and he's of a, a similar status. You could argue he's in bigger legend. It's up to you, depending on how you grew up on wrestling. But really, I think if you're going to do The Fiend versus The Undertaker, it's kind of like the Braun Strowman thing. I would imagine, I mean, The Fiend should win because it's important that he doesn't lose to him again. And if you are going to do that, Undertaker has always said he wants another run as the American Badass. Turn him back to that. Just turn him back to that. Like, I don't like the American Badass because I grew up on the dead man and I found it hard to ever transition to it. But yeah, just let him do it and then he can go out one more time as that. And it'd be a cool angle, right? Something a little bit different. But I, yeah, I, I, I think if you started watching wrestling when he was the American Badass, you loved that character. But, you know, I was watching wrestling. I was tiny when I started watching wrestling. So, you know, I'd had pretty much nine years of, of seeing him as a, as, a, as a zombie. So to see him also not be a zombie was like, hmm, that's, that, that's difficult. Uh, Simon, is this the AEW that is supposed to be groundbreaking and sports-based and different from WWE format? It's more WWE than WWE. Well, that's a contradiction in terms. Uh, and also, I don't... Look, they said they were going to be more sports, but they didn't say how. They have win-loss records. Instantly, that's more sports. I don't think we need to harp on... Hark on, sorry. Harp on. Hark on things that they have said. Just take it for what it's worth. Do you like it? Awesome. If you don't like it, awesome. You don't have to watch it. <laughs> it's fine. It's not a problem. Um, why did Lesnar and Matt Riddle fight backstage? Does Simon explain why? Yeah, yes, it was the start of the show, my friend. Unfortunately, when you do have a title of the show, if you don't start speaking about it in the first five minutes, people think you're weird. Uh, essentially, Matt Riddle was tagging Brock Lesnar in a lot of posts saying he's going to retire at WrestleMania. And Brock Lesnar walked up to him at the Royal Rumble, tapped him on the shoulder and went, look, dude, stop doing that. I'm never going to work with you ever. Matt Riddle tried to explain himself, but Brock being Brock just walked off because Brock Lesnar can do whatever the hell he wants. Um, WWE are too late with The Undertaker. He is way past it now, sadly. I wouldn't say he's past it. He's just older. So he's not as good as he once was. The thing is, when you've put this much time and this much energy and this much of your body into something like wrestling, I don't think anybody gets to dictate when you're allowed to walk away but The Undertaker. You may not enjoy his character as much as you once did and he looks older and all of that, but I, do I ever mind seeing The Undertaker? Not really. I mean, the Goldberg thing was an issue, but we made up for that with the tag match with Roman Reigns and Extreme Rules. You know, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't worry about things like that. It's up to Mark Calloway, the person behind the the, the costume. I'm never going to be upset about seeing him. The entrance is still badass. You know, he does have that legendary status that not many people do. Can't get mad at it. Uh, Bradley Fastuka in Super Chat says, rumors of Cena versus Velveteen Dream at WrestleMania thoughts. I can never see that happening. Uh, I think you'd have to start building that soon. And Velveteen Dream isn't even back. And John Cena's not with the company. The John Cena wouldn't lose. The Velveteen Dream would. And that would annoy everyone. I think that's booking yourself into a corner. And we don't want to book ourselves into a corner. I'd be intrigued by it. I think it would be good if Cena did lose. But again, you need the right build. You need to start. And you need to you know, make everybody feel, feel super pumped about it. And I'm not sure they would, uh, I'm not sure uh, doing that. Uh, someone says Simon doing his own thing instead of being in the ups and downs chat. That's not technically true. Uh, we always, always, always end for ups and downs. But I was 35 minutes delayed today trying to sort out my tax. And I promised, you know, people that pay for this, <laughs> you know, patron and stuff, that I would always go at least 40 minutes. It's just one of those things. It's the first time it's ever happened. But I can't, uh, you know, I can't, it screws me over. Trust me, more people are watching ups and downs that are watching this. 
But uh, yeah, it's just an unfortunate situation. But I had to pay my tax. That is the true thing. But yeah, Ups and Downs live right now. Please do go watch it. You can watch it in the archive. There is no problem with that whatsoever. The whole point I started scheduling these at 1pm is to lead into Ups and Downs. The fact it's fallen apart once in like a year and a half, I'm all right with it. I think that's a pretty good record, once in 18 months. Uh, I like Roman personally now. They have calmed it down a bit. He's not being shoved down our throats back in 2015, 2016. No, but he may be soon. <laughs> so prepare yourself. I think he will win the uh, Universal title at WrestleMania. I do think he'll beat Bray Wyatt the Fiend. You have to decide whether you like that or not. It's probably going to happen. Um, where else am I looking at? Brian is an amazing worker. I've heard his work in Ring of Honor, though. Ring of Honor is an interesting thing. Excuse me. Ever since Marty Skulls signed that contract and taken over the uh, the booking responsibilities, he, I, I mean, all these all these um, uh, New Japan guys are now going to be on Supercard of Honor, which is a big deal. Who knows what kind of inroads he's going to make with AEW? I wouldn't be surprised to see him in there at some point. I think that's beneficial all around. And again, yeah, he's making a bunch of money, so you can't get too mad about that. It's Again, I know people were upset that he didn't go to All Elite Wrestling, but I think long-term, this may work out best for everyone. We'll see. Geek Dat Nation, the Super Chat says, Nyla Rose was verbally attacked last night by a small group. Why attack someone for living their dream? Don't like it, don't watch, it's that simple. Because unfortunately, some people are assholes and usually hate themselves. That's usually why you lash out at somebody else because you hate yourself and you don't like to see anybody else succeed. And that doubly sucks, obviously, because Nyla Rose, I imagine, has had a very difficult uh, past because people can't accept her uh, for, the, for the choices that she's made which is nuts to me because it doesn't affect anybody else. The only person that affects is Nyla Rose. And, you know, you don't have to like her as a wrestler, but you have to respect her as a human being. Uh, people are just idiots, man. It just, it sucks. But that's the internet for you. I mean, there's so much of it. There's so much of it going on. Unfortunately, you just have to try and ignore it. Like I started making those fitness videos. Check them out, should you so wish, on my YouTube channel. Search for Simon Miller if you're not on YouTube right now. And people just say asshole stuff to me. Like the fitness community to me is... Worse is not the right word, but we'll go with it than games or wrestling or music because I just, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. They watch a video that was free and cost them nothing and decide to call me a piece of crap. And you're like, I didn't do anything wrong. It's, there's not, it's not a political message. It's not a controversial message. Some people are just bad eggs. That's why you just ignore them. That's my thing now. I, I, just, I had this revelation last year where some people would say, it only happened there, there and then. Some people would say things to me on social media. I get so like, what do you say that for? Just block them. And they moan, what do you block me for? They know why. They know why. But look, protect your mental health. Number one rule in life. My man Crouton, the super chat. Simon, how do we go about rehabilitating moves like Super Kinks, Lariats, and DDTs as legit match enders? Um, I think you, you, you just have to do it like anything. Like Paul Heyman came up with that great thing when he was talking about Matt, Mark Henry. Was it Mark Henry? I think he wanted Mark Henry's finisher to be a headlock. And what he would have done to get the headlock over is every week on Raw, Mark Henry would have come out, had a match, and he would have squeezed somebody's head until it looked like he was going to pop off, and they'd tap out. And they'd do it again and do it again. And eventually, all the fans would be like, oh my gosh, Mark Henry's headlock's terrifying. It's the same with super kicks. You've got to do them less, and you've got to make sure that when the people do do them, they mean something. So if Dolph Ziggler starts hitting a super kick and winning all those matches, you're going to think that Dolph Ziggler's super kick is legit. Same with DDTs and Lariats. They're transition moves. And it's the same. The only reason they're transition moves is because they've been overused. So start underusing them again, and it all balances out. So, you know, it works. It, you know, it works both ways. I don't think that will happen, by the way. Canadian Destroyer. My man T-Dog in Super Chat, who should retire? Brock. Alistair Black's a great shout. Now that I know that he's in contention. 
Uh, outside of that, I don't know. I think Alistair Black is probably your number one choice if you can build the character up right and get the fans behind him. I don't think Brock Lesnar will ever be retired. I think he's too legit in his own head. I can imagine that he's going to walk away into the sunset one day would be my guess, but it would be it would be massive if you're that guy. Uh, Sean Gearhorn Super Chat says, I've read that WWE doesn't want any horsewomen matches at Mania, hence the Becky versus Bailey and Char- Baszler and Charlotte versus Ripley rumors. Is that true? What do you see for Bailey? Oh, I, I mean, who knows, man? There's so many rumors at the moment. You've got to take some of them with a pinch of salt. I won't name any names, but there is a... One particular person that literally makes things up, literally makes things up, and yet people buy into it because they want to think that the rumors he's, uh, not even that, the lies that he's spouting out are, are true. Not lies, I take that back, retraction. But he just makes stuff up. They make stuff up. Um, I don't know, but look, the thing is, Becky versus Baszler, awesome. Charlotte versus Ripley, awesome. Bailey versus Sasha Banks, which is my prediction, awesome. They're three matches that are worthy of a WrestleMania card, so hell yeah. Absolutely hell yeah, I'm okay with that. And maybe you save the four horsemen off the Survivor Series or SummerSlam. I mean, I think actually you do have a point at WrestleMania. There's so much good talent in the four horsewomen stuff. Why, why throw them all into one match when you can break it up and have multiple ones? So I haven't heard that, but it could be true. But the alternative is fine. If the alternative was like Charlotte versus a dish rag, I'd be like, well, that's no good. That doesn't interest me. I'm not, I'm not buying into this dish rag. Weird example. So as long as the alternative is good, uh, I, I don't mind. Uh, my man Nick Port says, hey, Simon, I've never said anything to you as not to bug you. You don't bug me, my friend. No one ever bugs me. But I'm a long-time viewer and huge fan. You're a massive inspiration to me. Uh, keep doing what you do, man. Thumbs up. Keep the positivity up. Thank you, Nick. I appreciate that. I find words like that very, very humbling because A, I'm, at the world, I'm my number one biggest critic, as I believe a lot of people are. But also, I do fall into a trap of sometimes, like right now, just put a camera on, hit record, and start talking. Uh, I'm always respectful and appreciative of the viewers, but sometimes I don't actually think about it. So to know that you're enjoying it, or if I am an inspiration, it's incredible, humbling. Hell yeah, man. That that That's good. That's good all around. And I'll continue to try and do what I do. I will always be positive. Always. Because that's just in my nature. And also, even if you want to look at it from a marketing point of view, which I don't, but if I did, everybody else is negative. So I... <laughs> I may as well be the positive one. Uh, it's nice. Uh, it's nice and simple. Uh, right, let's do a couple more, and then we'll wrap up so you can all go and see uh, ups and downs. When is Simon Says going to come back? They got to do two talk shows by man AJ. When they do two talk shows, I will do it. But WWE has to. Uh, they have to will it out of me. They have to will it out of me. It can't just be. Yeah, it can't. I can't do it for the sake of doing it. I'm very protective over my skits and ups and downs. As dumb as that sounds. But I like to, I like to, you know, when you overdo something, it gets old. I take great inspiration from Chris Jericho about this. He's good at getting stuff over and then leaving it, but then sometimes bringing it back. And I try and treat ups and downs, as dumb as it sounds, but it's true, as professional wrestling. So if you see a load of comments saying one thing, do it again for a while, but then take it away. So, you know, and I like to, I, I, I kind of feel it. I like to feel it. I don't even know what I'm talking about. It's a wrestling review show, uh, but we, we will see. Uh, okay, on that note, it's 45 minutes. That's what I wanted to hit. We, we will wrap up. I'm awfully sorry it was late today and that we've gone a bit shorter than usual. However, this is the third one this week. So technically, there's more content than ever. Uh, I'm going to try and do a live stream tomorrow. Don't know what it's going to be on. If you've got any suggestions, hit me up at Simon316. Always happy for that. It won't be resting unless some massive news breaks. Uh, I think it's good to, to rest up. But I said I try and do live streaming every day. So that's what I'll do. I'll Christopher Lunt has just dropped in there, uh, who says, are you going to be resting in the Northwest for promotions like PCW? Man, my answer is always the same. If I'm free and I can get there and they want me, I will accept any any booking. Uh, I've probably reached out to PCW in the past. If not, I'm going to check my emails after this. And if I, I'll do it, 
I'd love to wrestle anywhere. My big goal for 2020 is just to become a better wrestler. I'm not there yet. I've got a long way to go. And the best way to do that is by wrestling, which is why I'm quite excited. Um, I should say this now, actually, a bit of housekeeping. I'm away next week, properly away. So there will be no Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Show. Another reason why I wanted to do three this week. Uh, I just need, uh, well, there's some other personal stuff going on, but I just need some time off to go and sort some things. Nothing to worry about. Uh, but yeah, we'll be taking some time off. Uh, from ups and downs as well, but I'll be back for SmackDown on the 8th. And on the 8th, if you're around, I'm doing my first ever double header in the pro wrestling world. So I'm getting off a plane at half nine in the morning. Then I'm doing SmackDown ups and downs. Then I'm going to wrestle for NFW and Ivor. Make sure you come. Then I'm going to make my debut for Hustle Wrestling in Wood Green. That's what I've decided to do. Sunday, I shall rest and probably cry. Also, because I'm going away, I'm going to look terrible, have a big belly. And everyone's going to be like, Miller, what have you done? But I don't care. That is my life. So make sure you uh, yeah, make sure, make sure you keep an eye on that. And if you can come and see me, please do. Always awesome to shake the hands of people at wrestling matches, even though half the time I am in a pair of boxer shorts, basically. But hey, that's wrestling. That's what we do. Thank you, as always, for joining me. I massively appreciate it. Do go check out Ups and Downs for Dynamite. It will be archived uh, on, on What Culture Now. It'll be on demand. Uh, again, I kind of just... I kind of just got in the way uh, with HMRC, but thankfully I paid my tax. A horrendous, a horrendous bills are paid. It makes me feel sick. But hey-ho, that's why we do stuff like this, to try and get the money back. And because I love it. That's the main reason. And my man Nick in the Super Chat also says, quick side note, when I get the money, I plan on trying to be on your podcast. I think it'd be fun to talk about some wrestling with you. Hell yeah, man. Again, a quick plug for the Patreon. Again, patreon.com forward slash Simon316. There is a tier where you can just come on, on, you come on the podcast and I'll put it on YouTube and I'll put it on all the, uh, all the feeds and we can talk about whatever you want doesn't matter i just like talking to people about wrestling and i thought it was a nice little thing to include that if you are going to support me hopefully you think it's a cool thing if not call me an asshole that's cool too uh look have great thursdays have great weekends again i will talk to you wrestling wise uh end of next week that's when i'll be back but that's it that's it we've got nothing else to say good stuff with dynamite good stuff with the royal rumble good stuff with the wwe bad stuff with hmrc let's end how we began but I really, oh, I mean this from the bottom of my heart. I was thinking of this. The podcast is doing really well at the moment, especially live. Thank you for giving me your time. Thank you for deeming me entertaining enough to tune in. It puts a smile on my face, and I'll see you again as soon as I can. Yeah.